Did you know that it's possible to raise your littles to want to listen to you without the use of consequences, rewards, and bribes? Hi, I'm Kaylee Zeyer, and this is the Chaos to Connected podcast, where we discuss simple yet effective parenting strategies to manage those pesky behaviors we go to bed at night hoping will be gone tomorrow. We're going to stand up to societal norms of disconnection, shaming, and punishments so we can take a deeper look into our child's heart. It's there you'll find connection, and there where you'll find more peace, obedience, respect, and joy. So what are you waiting for? We know those behaviors aren't going to go away on their own. Let's dive in. Hey there, and welcome back to the Chaos to Connected podcast. Today, I wanted to share some bedtime tips because I have been talking with a lot of families lately about challenges with bedtime the child maybe seems to wind up before bedtime. Maybe your child is more aggressive with the transition to a bedtime routine. Like maybe during the day you feel like they're kind of managing fine, seem happy overall, and then it gets time to go to bed and you start to notice more hitting or kicking or throwing or meltdowns or tantrums or whatever that might look like. Or maybe your child is taking a really really long time to fall asleep and you're kind of at the point where it's like okay I just need that time to happen it's been a day my energy is waning I just like I don't have the energy to do all of these things to sit here for an hour to try to manage big feelings or aggressive behavior and keep my cool and First, before I give you a couple quick tips to try, I wanted to share a couple reasons why this could be happening. So one, your child might need connection. So sometimes it can be hard to realize that our child needs connection, especially if you're home with your kids a majority of the time, or maybe you just spent part of the evening with them, like doing something, playing, and you're like, well, we just we just connected. (laughs) So why do they need more? And the truth is we might not always know that our kid needs connection or why they are needing more. There might be something going on. Maybe their, you know, kind of connection cup was more depleted. And so yes, you played with them or maybe you had some one-on-one time or you made supper together and that was connecting. But unless their cup kind of is maintaining that mostly full to full range, there is going to be more behavior, more dips. It could also be because of other things that have happened that are impacting them emotionally that maybe you either aren't aware of or aren't realizing it's impacting them to such a level. And that can cause your child to want more connection, right? When we're feeling off, when we're feeling stressed, what do we want? I mean, for some of you, you might want to just be alone. But for a lot of people, we want connection with our loved ones. Maybe you want to call your mom. Maybe you really want your spouse to just be there with you. Maybe you want to call a friend. We crave connection as human beings to just help us when we're struggling. And so it might not be that you're not, quote unquote, spending enough time or filling that connection bucket it might be because your child is just struggling with something and maybe they don't necessarily know how to put that into words or maybe they don't feel like sharing it at the moment or kind of don't know how to communicate that. 
Another reason is that your child is just too tired and can be more easily triggered. So when we are more tired or stressed, it's not necessarily that that specific thing causes us to be triggered. It's because when we are more tired, when we haven't, you know, nourished our body enough, when we are stressed, whatever that might be, our brain has to work harder to contain our ability to stay calm, to contain our patterning and our triggers. And so when our brain's working overtime to do something while we're something else, you know, tired, stressed, not haven't eaten enough, whatever, whatever it is, then it makes it more difficult for our brain to do that job. And so that's why you see more patterns of being triggered, more impatience, more maybe yelling, maybe whatever, whatever it could look like for you. Your child may need to let off feelings. So sometimes kids are going about their day. Maybe they're generally happy during the day. Things are going really smooth. Or maybe your child is at daycare or at school for the majority of the day. And so you're not necessarily as aware as you might be if they were with you all day as to what went on, you know, all the, the finer details of things. And there might be things occurring that are causing, you know, hurts. It could be something as simple as they didn't get a turn or somebody took their toy or somebody said something and it just hit them just right, you know? Or if you are with your kids all day or most of the time, and your child still might have extra feelings to let off. If you notice they are generally throughout the day, like in a better mood or a good mood, um, or I have an episode all about is being the quote unquote good kid really better? Because sometimes we see a child's, you know, quote unquote good behavior and we think, oh, they're totally fine. But sometimes what can happen is our kids aren't actually sharing their true feelings. Like if you feel like you've been in this pattern of they have strong feelings, you have strong feelings back, kids tend to learn this pattern of I can't have this big feeling because, you know, my mom or my dad then will have this reaction and I don't like how that feels, so I'm going to contain it. You know, or it could be, your child recognizes you don't feel comfortable with crying and maybe it's not because you are becoming like outwardly upset. Maybe it's because you're constantly distracting them away from crying. And so we think, oh, we're helping our child move past the crying, but really it's signaling we can't handle the crying. So like, let's move along here. And in doing that and get in, in being this pattern of stopping them from having the feelings throughout the day, then it can lead to all of these pent-up feelings at night that your child is trying to let off. There could be fears or, like I said, other big feelings that come up um, more easily during this time just simply because sleep is naturally disconnecting. And it's hard, you know, it can be hard to narrow down which one. Maybe there's more than one. Maybe nights are different. That would be a time to chat one-on-one if you're really struggling, but there are lots of different reasons that our kids can have trouble getting off to sleep at night. But it's something that we really obviously want to address for our sanity, but also for our kids. And I, I think it's important to remember 
if you are feeling stressed, if you had a bad day, if you, if somebody hurt your feelings in a conversation, how often do we get into bed and that replays over and over and over in our mind? Like if you're like me, I used to, I used to lay in bed and think about what I should have said and rehearse that over and over and over again. And so we are struggling to fall asleep or maybe you're tossing and turning, not getting a good restful sleep. It's the same thing for our kids. It's just sometimes it can be harder to recognize it's the same stuff going on because we're seeing the outward behavior and that can be a real struggle, right? Like we need our kids to do X, Y, Z. They're not. Then we get frustrated. Then we implement consequences or whatever. And then it's like this cycle that continues. Our kids are just needing more connection, um, whether that's um, you know, more playfulness or just time together, or it's the listening part of it. And so with that, I wanted to give you just two quick tips to try that have been really successful for us that are really easy to implement. And the first one is either you could call it or make it like family special time or family play. So I know sometimes People struggle to do special time. Now, if you don't know what special time is, go listen to episode one um, because special time is not the same as one-on-one time. Uh, We started implementing more family play or like family special time, which is is very similar to regular special time, except we're all participating together versus like the one-on-one And you have to be a little bit more aware and diligent about this because it's a little bit more difficult when there's more people at play, but you still can do it or just family play, whichever. Um, But doing that before bed. So like, for example, our routine is to have supper. We get ready for bed, which means, you know, changing jammies, brushing teeth, and then we will do this playtime. Another thing that you could do, and sometimes we kind of alternate between is a game involving dad or the parent who might be less emotionally connected. Just, you know, I think most often as moms, we are the ones who just tend to have more of that nurturing that um, just we tend to be more emotional beings compared to our husbands. Um, Or maybe it's the parent who is more easily triggered. And this I think is important because it provides a really good amount of connection, but you're not likely going to experience the intensity of a listening session. So if you're getting to the point of bedtime and your kids are struggling and you have to hold a firm limit, likely feelings will come out. And when feelings come out and you're exhausted and tired because you just want to get through the bedtime routine, then you can be triggered. When you are doing a game or this um, family play, it's much easier to just kind of create this sense of connection without feeling like worried about how am I going to actually keep my calm because it's play, right? It's, it's naturally supposed to be fun and engaging and lighthearted versus feeling like, oh, I'm going to go into this bedtime routine. I'm going to have to listen to more big feelings. (laughs) You know, like it could just feel like this weight. So having a game, especially involving a parent who might have a little bit more difficulty 
either connecting emotionally, listening through big feelings, um, because it's just not as natural or because it's more difficult because of getting triggered, then this is a really great opportunity because you're still providing that connection and growing that connection without kind of adding in all the other hard parts that make it a little bit more challenging. And so I would encourage that. And then number two, transitioning with songs. So if kids are really tired, they're less able to think, same with us, and everything just feels more challenging. And so what I will do, especially if they're not moving along, it's like, okay, time to brush teeth and everybody's just laying there or like time to read a book, like transition out of the play that we were just doing. I will just go to YouTube, pull up the app on my phone and I will type in whatever I'm trying to get them to do next. So if it's they were just playing and wrestling around with dad and I want them to come and pick a book. Like the other night, I just looked up a song that was like kids songs for reading a book or transitioning to reading a book or something like that. And I just pick one and I play it. And then I also did transitioning into bed. That seems to be the most difficult part is actually like just getting in bed. (laughs) And so I put on this song and it's actually um, a story bot song. So if you just type in, you know, transition into bed or something like that, the one that I clicked on that came up that my kids really like is from story bots and it's about getting into bed and the importance of rest, even if we don't really feel like we're ready to go to bed. And actually my oldest asked me to play that song. He, he they were like, again, dragging their feet to get into bed. And I was kind of like, do you need a little help? And then he's like, can you play that song again? Which I had played last night for the first time. And so it's just a really good way to get things going. Kids, you know, everybody just tends to relate to songs better. It makes it a little bit more fun. It can be catchy. You can play the same songs every time so that they recognize, oh, that song's on. That means it's time to do this sort of a thing. And if you're really creative, I mean, you can (laughs) create your own song. That's just not my gifting. So I just look them up. Um, we have done this with brushing teeth many a different times and it's just always been this good, it's kind of like play. It's always been this good catalyst into the next thing if we're really, if we're really struggling. So if you find yourself struggling with bedtime routine, with getting your kids to sleep, taking too long, not staying asleep, try connecting a little bit more before bed and use some transition options like songs to make things run a little smoother because again what can happen is okay they're not getting into bed now I'm getting frustrated because I want them to go to bed and then we get frustrated they can sense that it becomes more disconnecting we get more dysregulated they get more dysregulated there's it's just this continuous cycle that we don't want to get into but we often find ourselves trapped in So incorporating something fun like this can keep it a little bit more lighthearted and in the process be connecting as well, which our kids need to go, which our kids need more of just in general, but especially before going to bed because bed is naturally disconnecting. Um, I mean, even if you co-sleep right next to your child and go to bed at the same time, you're still sleeping right? So you're not interacting. So your child might still feel 
difficulty with that transition. And I don't know. I don't think a lot of people are co-sleeping at that age. Maybe, but a lot of times it's, you know, the younger, younger years, not necessarily as they're getting older. And so this can feel especially difficult. Um, especially if your child knows, you know, tomorrow I have to go to daycare or I have to go to school or I'm going to be separated from my parent. Like already knowing that that transition is going to come can also make it more challenging and more disconnecting. So just keep in mind that a lot of times the behavior that you're seeing before bed is because your child is feeling disconnected. So whether that means they need more of that, you know, playful, cuddly type connection, or they have feelings that they need to offload, trying some of those things can be really helpful and crucial for them to actually get to sleep better, quicker, faster with less um, energy or less willpower from you to maintain your self-control. So if this is something that you feel like you want more help with, I have helped families transition from co-sleeping because they didn't want to. It just felt like a necessity because the child just so deeply needed to be next to them and to have things set up a certain way to the child choosing to sleep in their own room to waking up frequently during the night to taking over an hour to go to sleep at night and kind of clearing those things without having to do these strategies that feel uncomfortable or unnatural. So if that sounds like you, feel free to shoot me a DM. I also am going to put a a little form in the show notes if you want to work with me for 30 days in instant messaging support, I will put that there. You can fill it out. It takes, I don't know, maybe a couple of minutes. It just gives me a basic understanding of where you're at. And then if I feel like it's something that I can really help you with, then I will shoot you a brief video of what that looks like, all the details, the cost, everything. And then um, then you can make your decision within 48 hours if it's something you want to pursue or not. So wherever you're at, um, there is hope, there is options. You can do it in a way that feels good to you. And I would love to help you if you feel like you're stuck there. With that, I will talk to you next week. Real quick before you go, if you felt encouraged and inspired by listening to this show, I'd love for you to leave a rating or review over at Apple Podcasts so we can spread the word to help other mamas feel less alone and find beauty in the behaviors. You can also take a screenshot of this episode, share it over on your Instagram stories, and take me, at Kaylee Josire, and we'll all do a little happy dance together. I love nothing more than to cheer you on along this journey. This work is so hard, but don't forget, God has not only called you to it, but he has equipped you for it. Now go get connected. I'll see you next week.